Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Straight from your waking nightmare, it's the Morning After podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, the Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With a large selection of cars, SUVs, crossovers, and trucks, and payments as low as $250 a month, Rob and his crew have exactly what you need. And with one of Idaho's largest Subaru service centers, Rob and his crew have got you taken care of with express oil changes in under 45 minutes guaranteed, or it's free. And now, Nick and Big J. Well, morning glory and hallelujah, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J, 25th day of April, 2022. My name is Nick. There's Big J back from a weekend excursion in Utah. Yeah, man. Was it everything you wanted and more? Yeah, it was great. I love that. How was the ride? Pretty uh, uneventful. Smooth. Just like you'd like. That's the way. Did you take the uh, the Prius down there? Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, for the gas mileage? <laughs> 50 miles a gallon, baby. God bless me. Did you even have to fill that thing up? Yes. Just the once, though, I imagine, huh? Yep. Beautiful. And a trip to Ikea in the books? Check. Trip to Ikea, in and out. Did you hit it twice like you thought you were going to? No, three times. Oh. What are you talking about? I told you. Crazy. Why is that crazy? We're there for three days. I know, but having the same fast food every single day seems huh? weird. I it's mean, weird to you. Yes, it is weird to me. I will I will definitely, I can understand even making a trip coming and going, but going every single day does seem a bit much to me. But I'm listen, I'm glad that you enjoyed it. What did you get? What's the Big J order? Well, I've said those about a billion times. Double, double. Animal style. Do you get the fries animal style as well? No, I don't I don't eat the fries. Oh, I don't wonderful. eat fries, man. That's good. That's a smart choice. Because the in and out fries are no, terrible. No, they're not terrible. Oh, no. You, but it, you listen, just ask you them can't. to fry them extra. But you yeah. can't get any better. They're just ripped right from a damn potato. I don't like the way they make them. What do you want me to tell you? I am allowed to buy opinion. No, I you're don't not. Enjoy, it's a terrible you, you opinion. You don't even eat them. What are you doing? You're because I just you know they're eat. better than everybody else's. I, you can see them make them. It's like they don't get I'm not better saying than that. that they tank them, Jay. I'm telling you, I don't like them. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. We're off to a great start this morning already. Uh, on the show today, we got ourselves a little you're bit an idiot. of fun called the X-Rock Double Dare. Uh, that's going to happen at 7.30. Uh, we need to make sure everybody tries their hardest to win some cash. We want you to win. We want you to win as much as possible. We really, really want to try. And it has not been going well. So we're going to give it the old college try yet again today. On top of that, we have uh, tickets for you to go check out Dorothy coming to town on the 10th of May. That show is happening relatively quickly, so we want to make sure that you have yourself some good times on top of that. And additional fun and excitement, including your bearded badass of the day. But... We start with some music this morning on the show. Rage Against the Machine is happening. Bulls on Parade, right now on the X-Rocks. Nick and Big J. You know how Amazon puts up local kind of Roy House places like they did in Nampa everywhere as they try to make it easier for you to get your products faster, Big J? Yeah. They're also trying to be innovators when it comes to the type of buildings that they're created. Oh. Amazon has received local approval yesterday to build a climbable tower for its second headquarters in Arlington, Virginia. The approval vote by the Arlington County Board was unanimous. The 300-foot helix-shaped office tower will be able to be climbed from the outside like a mountain hike, with Amazon saying that it's trying to help people connect to nature. How you do that by climbing an office building, I'm not exactly sure. 
but get into the sky. <laughs> sketches show trees and green space kind of spiraling along the outside of the building. The centerpiece of the proposal includes uh, multiple 22-story office buildings. The company is looking to have about 25,000 new workers over the coming years at the site, which, uh, remember, they were doing that nationwide hunt for it. Uh, why should Amazon's headquarters be built in your city? Do you remember that? Yeah. Where everybody was pitching their idea because they knew it would bring a bunch of jobs and uh, a bunch of money. Well, Arlington won, and now uh, they're pretty much letting them do whatever they want, including making, uh, a, 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 I guess, a climbable building. How does one do that, I guess, in a professional setting? I don't know. I mean, is it like a climbing wall? That's what I'm trying to figure out. It sounds like it kind of is. Climb to get to work. But you'd have to be like, I imagine you'd have to be like braced up to do that, right? You know, Amazon doesn't want people falling off their buildings. I don't know. I heard their safety isn't some of their primary concerns. (laughs) Climb at your own risk, everybody. Uh, It's not their problem. Free climb to work. In the NBA playoffs, the Bucks win over the Bulls 119-95 yesterday. Milwaukee now leads that series 3-1. Nuggets over the Warriors. They avoid the sweep. Golden State still leads that series three games to one. Heat beat the Hawks 110-86. Miami up 3-1. And the Pelicans over the Suns yesterday 118-103. That series is now tied at two games apiece. Elsewhere, uh, Joel Embiid is going to need surgery at some point on a torn ligament in his thumb, but that's not going to keep him out of the playoffs. He will continue to play uh, as the 76ers look to close out their series against the Toronto Raptors tonight. So we'll see how he performs, considering he's got a torn ligament in his thumb, which can't be great for basketball. But uh, Joel Embiid's a pretty great basketball player, so maybe he can overcome that. He's also pretty used to being injured. That is true. Uh, And congratulations to the bad guys. The animated feature ended up doing pretty good at the box office, pulling in $24 million, beating out another animated film, kind of, uh, in Sonic the Hedgehog 2, $15 million. Fantastic Beast number 3 with $14 million, The Northman 4, and Big J, uh, a bit of an underappreciation or at least underperformance for the unbearable weight of massive talent, the Nicolas Cage movie that opened up wide this weekend. They were expecting anywhere from 15 to $25 million. Uh, they got $7 million. So uh, as much as we all love Nick Cage and are happy to see and happy that this movie looks good, it's not bringing people out to the movie theater, Big J. What's wrong with people? I don't know. I didn't oh, make it. I didn't either. But uh, I will say this. I am looking forward to seeing it at some point. Will it be in the theater? I do not know. But uh, it does look like a good movie. I know that much. <laughs> Chili Peppers here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Big J, you're always telling me what NASA is up to. I feel like maybe space is something that piques your curiosity in some way, shape, or form. Although we have talked, you have no interest in going to space. I feel like the topic of space and maybe space exploration could be something that at least interests you on the surface. Yeah, man. Let me ask you this. Do you truly believe or is there anything in you that believes that we are going to have some sort of lunar module base in your lifetime? In, um, let's say I'm, I'm living to 70. Yeah. Okay. Be great. Uh, yes. If I'm living to 70, yes. Now, when I say that, do you believe like colonization or do you just think that maybe things are getting started or we're kind of testing the viability of it or? I mean, it seems like they're very close to, to getting that whole uh, lunar base thing figured out. Well, so. then let me ask you this, because maybe you might be interested in an investment opportunity. No. Uh, no? No. How come? I, just, I don't have the money to invest. <laughs> Uh, The company is called Aquarian Space, and it is a startup, and they are looking for ground-level investors because they want to be the first company to bring Wi-Fi to the moon. 
and they have a target plan of two years in which to do that. The company just received about $650,000 in seed funding, and now they're looking for an additional $400,000 to kind of get started and make this trip, which they say is going to be fairly easy for them to go from Earth to the Mars because they've got experience. The Aquarian space is a kind of an offshoot, although not necessarily associated with. Some of the people that worked on the SpaceX project, basically, are people that are working on this, although not Elon Musk. It's not associated with him in any way, shape, or form. It's a couple of associates that were part of the design team and the kind of execution team that have taken this onto Aquarian Space. And they've also joined up with, of course, venture capitalist Big J, as they want to be the first company to provide Wi-Fi on the moon. They're playing the long game, Big J, betting that lunar bases are going to be a thing and us having some sort of colonization on the moon is going to be a thing. And so what are you going to need when you get to the moon? internet wi-fi and moon to earth communication and they yeah, want to get be that set up first the first company to get there Man. put their satellites in place and set it up and they feel like if they can do this and do this early enough that they are basically opening themselves up to billions of dollars down the road and quite frankly they might be right although it is a gamble you know you are gambling on the fact that there's going to be A, lunar colonization, B, enough people up there that it's going to be a thing, and C, people that are going to want to pay for that to make it happen and have Earth-to-moon communication, which of course will, but it'll be a while before you see money, I guess is my point. But if you believe in this stuff and you believe in the company, you could be getting in on the ground floor and could be making some serious money down the road. It's up to you. you got to play like the Shark Tank kind of thing here. Well, good, uh, good luck, man, now, in your investment. I don't know. No, no I'm not going to invest in this. Oh. But I do think at least it's an interesting proposition. This, to me, has an opportunity to pay off. But I I'm not sure we'll still be on this marble in order to see the benefits of whatever it's trying to create. But, you know, whenever we see money in the future, there is no lack of people that are trying to jump on first. And I'm sure this is the first of what will be many companies that try to bring the internet to the moon if they think that we're going to actually get there. Uh, also, I picture that uh, the lunar the lunar base will look just like it does in Airplane 2. <laughs> a big glass bubble? Buttons and lights and blinking and... And Shatner. Yeah. Morning After with exactly. Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few short minutes, we'll have your bearded badass. That's next on the X-Rock. I'm going to grow a beard. Presented by The Beardsmith on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. And uh, Bearded Badass brought to you by The Beardsmith. You can check out thebeardsmith.com where you can book an appointment at either one of the two locations, the Treasure Valley, Garden City, or Caldwell, and check out some of the great Beardsmith products, including the Beardsmith grease, uh, beard grease, bunch of different varieties awesome stuff check it out all right today's badass might not win any awards for strength he doesn't look scary and his beard might not ring true in the badass form but it's hair on his face what he does possess in spades is humor i first became aware of him as andre on fx's the league i'm talking about stand-up comedian paul Shear. not yet a household name but chances are pretty good that if you've seen him in something at the very least currently in t-mobile's current television advertising campaign Shear cut his teeth in comedy uh like uh many have with off-broadway comedy troupe chicago city limits and then with the upright citizens brigade theater in new york city and then los angeles the tv roles really started to happen for paul in 2004 when he became regular on vh1 best week ever and in 2009 
He joined the most script, the mostly scripted series on FX called The League, uh, the show about fantasy football, which ran for seven seasons. And during this period, he appeared in numerous other TV shows and began producing shows as well. After The League, he uh, dropped into series like Fresh Off the Boat and Veep. And during that time, he, like a lot of comedians, took up the podcast mic, something he became pretty dang successful at with his own podcast, How Did This Get Made? At the beginning of this year, that very same podcast won an Ambie Award for Best Comedy Podcast, and he's pretty much created an empire there with that as well. He also started working in the comic book world, writing comics for both Marvel and DC. He's also done a ton of philanthropy, which includes traveling the world with his friends and fellow comedians Rob Riggle, Horatio Sands, and Rob Hubble, doing shows for the USO for troops abroad. At some point, this fellow's going to be a household name, and you can just note that before that happened, he was a bearded badass. And a former guest the morning after. Yeah, he's very funny. And his wife we've also had on the show as well. Yes. Uh, who's part of that podcast, uh, How Did This Get Made, which is, uh, for the record, one of my favorite podcasts. And it's becoming one of the best video podcasts around, too. I have never actually seen it on, well, on video. I really have Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know if it's, it's necessarily uh, the podcast of, of how how this is made, how this got made, but it certainly has all the recurring characters like uh, Hubble or Hubel. And uh, Rob Riggle and a whole bunch of his friends, they do, you know, especially during the pandemic, they were doing a lot of video stuff. And oh, no, he, yeah, he's got his own, that's different from the podcast, he's got his own, like, uh, Wednesday Instagram live show that he does with Rob Hubel, yeah. and uh, and yeah, they do a whole bunch of other stuff on, like, Discord and Twitch and stuff like and that. And I think yeah. that's kind of how he got into the whole T-Mobile thing, uh, how they picked him up as well, because now he's uh, kind of their spokesman right now. Yeah, yeah, he certainly has popped up in a lot of stuff, so happy Bearded Badass to you. Mr. Uh, Paul Shear, good man and funny guy. Seek out his stuff. Morning After with Nick and Big J coming up in a few minutes. We got ourselves some important stuff. Plus, we got to try to have you win some money with the Double Dare. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. An interesting debate happening in New York, Big J, where the sale of recreational marijuana is about to become a statewide thing. The voters passed the legislation in the last election cycle, and so... It is now legal for marijuana, or soon will be, to be sold in the state of New York. Uh, that includes New York City as a recreational thing. It's been a medical thing for a while there, but now they're kind of expanding, uh, as like a lot of states are doing, Big J. Not here, of course, but other states around the Union. Yeah. Uh, and they're having an interesting debate because now that it's recreationally allowed, there are a lot of places specifically pizzerias and restaurants in and around the New York City area that want to go, well, listen, can we start selling then cannabis-infused food? That's what we'd like to do. And the state's kind of like, hmm, that's a good question. We haven't really thought about that. Because much like a lot of other places, they already have the medical dispensaries, and then they're going to have the medical or the recreational dispensaries that are going to go up, and you have to jump through a bunch of hoops and get a bunch of permits and all that kind of stuff to it. But there are restaurants out there that are going, hey, listen, this is now a legal item of which I can buy and purchase. It's a legal ingredient. Why shouldn't I be able to use that in my cooking and they're trying to figure out okay is that okay or not now one of the biggest hurdles they have is one of the the law as passed says that there can't be any recreational marijuana sales on premises in bars where anybody under the age of 21 could be and where all liquor is sold and so that's where they're starting to have some issues the law as written as it was passed said those things were part of the requirements and everybody's like fine but I guess they didn't really think about the restaurant side of things but then there are restaurants specifically a lot of pizzerias in Times Square that are like hey it's exactly what you said hey this is now a legal ingredient that has been used not only you know 
know, here, but a lot of other places in all sorts of types of cooking. There are legitimate cooking shows about using this as an ingredient and all sorts of stuff, so why can't we? And then the counter-argument to that would be, well, they also want to sell prepackaged goods, meaning uh, edibles in some way, shape, or form. You know what I'm saying? Right. These restaurants are, are, are putting that out there, and then once it leaves their property, they don't know who's got control of it or et cetera. Plus, there's the underage thing involved, so they're not exactly sure. It's a complicated thing. Yeah. But the National Cannabis Industry Association has stood up and said, hey, listen, we would like it to be okay in restaurants to use, much like, you know, listen, alcohol is also not allowed to those under the age of 21 and is used in a lot of cooking and things like that. And discretion is, made at, the, penny. <laughs> discretion is made at the restaurants, whether or not to serve somebody that way. And that's exactly how they would do with cannabis infused food. But now there's also worry about, you know, some people have bad reactions to it. And so they're like, okay, what happens if somebody gets sick or ill because they're on it? But it's like, listen, man, we deal with food poisoning all the time. People put stuff in their body that doesn't agree with them. It happens. But uh, it is an interesting debate. Nothing has been figured out, but it sounds to me like you're like, put that pot in that food. I'll tell you what, I would much rather have uh, the uh, an accidental uh, dosage of, of marijuana in my meal than, say, uh, getting, uh, you know, food poisoning. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> what is it called? Um, trying to look for the proper word for food poisoning. But either way, it's awful. Uh, no, food poisoning works for me. But, uh, yeah, so there's lots of, uh, you know, discussions to be had, but it's interesting. They're going to try to figure this out before they start rolling this thing out statewide when it becomes recreationally available. Uh, No Ben Simmons tonight for the Nets. He was supposed to make his season debut in Game 4 of the Nets' first-round playoff series against the Celtics, but apparently that's not happening. Media reports yesterday said he's been ruled out because he had back soreness yesterday. Simmons, of course, recovering from a herniated disc, and ESPN said he'd had about 10 pain-free days, so he was ready to return to play, and now everybody's calling him out for it, and it makes sense, Big Jay. I mean... It is weird that, that he got traded and he still hasn't played a single game. But uh, either way, the Nets are down 3-0 in this game, in this series, I should say. So uh, they're going to need a lot of help in order to get back in this thing against the Celtics if they're going to happen at all. Speaking of injuries, uh, Washington Capitol star Alex Ovechkin suffered what the team has called an upper body injury. So now all of a sudden he is uncertain as the NHL playoffs begin in over a week to play for the Washington Capitals, which of course would be a huge blow because he's currently the scoring leader for the team. And it's not good if he can't play on the ice. And so we'll see what happens there. But the Caps could be without their best player for a while. Probably not surprising, but Mike Shinona is talking about things in the world of Lincoln Park, and he basically says, uh, we don't have any updates. He was doing a Twitch live stream over the weekend, and somebody asked him if the band was going to record soon, and he's like, well, anytime the band does anything or says anything, everybody tries to start up the hype train, and we're like, no, 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 don't start that up. You're going to disappoint yourself. They haven't done anything or even performed together since the passing of Chester Bennington. That was in 2017, the last time they were on stage together, because that's when they did the tribute concert. I thought it was later than that, but apparently it was not. So they haven't had any new music since his death, except for the 20th anniversary uh, edition of their debut solo album, Hybrid Theory, but none of that was new music per se. And so I'm guessing that he's trying to tell everybody, hey, I think Linkin Park might be done, which kind of makes sense to me big j you know what i mean chester was a huge huge part of that and it's not like anybody can play that role all respect to shinoda i just you know you can't have it without chester it's tough it is it is very very tough and like i mean again i can see the tribute stuff that makes sense to me of course and having somebody fill in and doing a bunch of appearances and different people doing that but man it'd be hard to go forward as lincoln park without chester that's for sure 
Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. Dare on 100.3 VX rocks. Well, if we're being honest, we're tired of not giving anyway, anyway any money on this show, and we would like that to change. It's a new week. It's a new day. It's a Monday. It's an opportunity for somebody to win up to $200, and our contestant this morning is Matt. Hey, Matt. Good morning, man. How are you? Great. How are you guys? We're hanging in there, brother. Did you hear the category this morning, or are you coming in flying blind? I'm coming in blind, I guess. Uh, and what is the category, Big J? Famous people who spent some time in prison. So you need to know about famous people that are famous for other things besides serving time in prison that have served time in prison. So hopefully you can win some cash. It works like this. We start with a $50 question, and then you can go double or nothing up to $200. How much you walk away with is up to you, but if you get a question wrong, you get nothing. Matt, are you ready to play? I am. All right, vamanos, Big J. All right, here we go. This star of Blade spent three full years in prison for not paying his taxes for six consecutive years. Who is he? What's the Snipes? Right. $50 is yours, Matt. You can take that and walk away, or you can try for the $100 question. I should probably tell you that the questions do get more difficult as you move forward. What would you like to do? Let's uh, try it for $100. Okay. Here we go, $100. Before he was famous with... This Ted, oh, sorry, let me start over. Before he was famous, this Ted and Transformer star was sentenced to two years in prison after assaulting two men. He served 45 days. Ooh, Mark Wahlberg? Yep. Right. Marky Mark. That is $100. You could go double or nothing for 200 for the hardest question of the bunch. What would you like to do, Matt? Take the 100 and walk away or go for 200 Um... I better walk away with 100. Are you sure? Now, I'm not uh, trying. I hang on. I'm not trying to convince you, dude. <laughs> I just want to make sure you are comfortable with your decision. Like you're egging him on. No, I want you to win money. <laughs> if you are not confident, I want you to take the $100. Well, uh, the first two are pretty easy. Um, oh, no. <laughs> I'm gonna feel like a real jerk if you get this one wrong, man. I, I just uh, whatever you want to do, buddy. It's up to you. Uh, let's play it safe. I don't want to walk away with nothing. So. All right. So a hundred dollars is yours. Final answer. <laughs> yes, it's his final answer, Nick. Final answer. Final answer. <laughs> Jeez, man. All right. Do you want to see what the two hundred dollar question was? Uh, yeah, let's do it. All right. Uh, this Oscar winner for the movie Milk was sentenced to 60 days in jail after assaulting an extra on his movie Colors. He was released early. Uh, from Milk? Milk. Milk and Colors, your two clues in the uh, question there. He was in both those movies. Um, jeez, what's that guy's name? Did he marry... He married a lot of people. <laughs> Mary Madonna? Yep, yep. Oh, dude, that guy's name is... Uh... Listen, this was a good decision, man. <laughs> you you made the right call. That's the good news. Yeah. Uh, but you uh, do know his resume, except for uh, his name, unfortunately. Yeah, Sean Penn. Big J says it's Sean, Sean Penn. Penn. Oh, yeah. But, uh, smart good. move, Matt. You got $100 coming your way, guaranteed, well played. Hang on just one second. We will put you on hold and grab some information from you. And it's that how is how it works. Money given away already more than we did all of last week today. So we're off to a great start. Your next chance on this same category will be with Jason Drew.
Drew at 12.30 and then again with Adam at 5.30. So read up, be prepared about people that spend some time in prison could win you some money. We're going to go to hell next on the X-Rocks. The Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X-Rocks. International for We're Going to Hell this morning. We're heading to New Zealand, Big J. Kiwis. Maybe we'll say hi to like a storm over there. But one thing that you may not be aware about is there is a sport that's got a pretty big dark side that nobody talks about because it's not exactly one of the more popular sports out there. But I'm talking about horse racing. And in particular, I'm talking about the world of the horse jockey, which I think I watched either it was like an HBO Real Sports segment or it was an actual documentary that I watched. But it is just rampant with some really dark stuff that happens in the world of horse jockeys because listen let's be honest you want these uh, people that ride the horses to be small thin and weigh as little as possible you know what i mean yeah yeah so there's all sorts of weird stuff that jockeys will do to make sure that they are as skinny as possible to get as many gigs as possible that includes you know anorexia bouts with food problems all sorts of crazy stuff that goes on and that also means that drug use is fairly rampant in the world of horse jockeys. And I'm not talking about, like, performance-enhancing drugs. I'm talking about, like, drugs that'll keep you skinny. You understand? Yeah. So it's a little bit of a scandal coming out of New Zealand because there is a racehorse jockey there named Rochelle Lockett that has been a jockey for the last 27 years, and she has been suspended by the New Zealand racing authorities for drug abuse because after winning a race this year, she tested positive for methamphetamine, Big J. And it was two days after her 50th birthday. Hopefully it was a prescription. And Rochelle then said, you know what? For my 50th birthday, I did have a little bit of a party. We got crazy. And yeah, of course, I smoked a little meth. Yeah, happens I mean, it's time. my, but I do when I go to a party. You only turn 50 once, right? And so the... Terrible idea. <laughs> I'm guessing it's not her first time. Right. The New Zealand Racing Authorities then said, listen, we don't care if it was your birthday. You can't do that. That's against the rules, and therefore you are suspended. But apparently, that's not why the story is in We're Going to Hell. It's in We're Going to Hell because, Big J, she must have been partying with her horse. Because one of the horses that she was riding on that won the race also tested positive for methamphetamine, Big J. The derby occurred in January. It was two days after her 50th birthday. So either she wasn't telling the truth about when she smoked the meth or the horse was at the party, one of the two. Although they should have known because the horse's horse name, Big J, Meth Biscuit. I mean, that's the dead No, no it was called B-Flexi. Uh, but still, it did test positive. Street name for, for, for meth. meth there. So now she faces... A three-year suspension from horse racing in New Zealand. The horse is facing a suspension, which I don't feel is fair. Because it's the horse's fault that it was exposed yeah, to men. why do you... <laughs> like, you suspend the trainer and all that stuff. Sure. The horse itself. That's not okay. Damn. I mean, the horse is just, it seems like an innocent bystander that got caught up in this whole drug scandal. But she can return in early 2024. The reason why it's such a long ban is because... Uh, she has to prove that she's drug-free for the next 18 months because according to hair samples that she took uh, of Miss Lockett, uh, they pr- they showed a history of methamphetamine abuse. So months, like months. Not like she celebrated on her birthday two days ago by sparking up some meth. This apparently is a real problem for her. So <clears throat> it's it, too bad. It is, it is. But uh, it's not 
rare, unfortunately, in the world of horse racing. They're trying to cut as many corners as possible, and it's a terrible way to lose weight, everybody, in case you're curious. Lots of other ways out there that are better than that. Better for you, better for your body, better for your bank account, better for your horses, if you're crying out loud. So, not even once, right, Big J? Not even once. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the (laughs) X-Rocks. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Big J, you're a happily married man, but when you were single, how did you rate your flirting? Is that one top of your tier. strong? Oh, top tier. Look out. You do what now, you Now, I thought it was, but it probably a lot oh. to be desired these days. <laughs> oh, you're saying you're out of practice. No, no, no. Well, yeah, of course. But um, but in general, you know, you always think you're better than, than you really are. Well, I imagine you still have to flirt with the missus a few times, right? Oh, yeah. But uh, there are certainly good approaches and bad approaches to flirting. And they did a survey, talked to about uh, 700 people, and they talked to both men and women. And they kind of put it all together with what your deal breakers were for flirting. So if you do these things, watch out. The first one that they hated was the slimy approach. You know, the, uh, I guess, unabashedly rolling up to them, somebody next to the bar or doing the traditional flirting kind of thing and being slimy and weird about it. Nobody appreciated that. Number two, bad hygiene. Don't stink. Brush those teeth. Yeah. Number three, lack of exclusive interest. I'm not sure what that means, but that maybe means like, I don't know, is that like swinging? I don't, you're right. The exclusive Uh, part there is weird. Four is different views. Five is vulgar vocabulary. Six is lack of intelligence. Seven is narcissism. Eight, lack of humor. Uh, Nine, self of lack of self-esteem. And ten, poor looks, followed by eleven, stinginess. So being ugly comes into number ten. That ain't bad, man. Yeah. I mean, you got if you get over through those first nine hurdles, you might be all right. Uh, now, women tend to be a little bit more sensitive about the put-offs and deal-breakers than guys are, shockingly enough. And older participants also tend to be more sensitive with deal-breakers than younger participants. So, if you have any of those in your flirting repertoire, you may want to think twice. Although, I'm not sure anybody would brag about that if they have any of those yeah, particular... I'm creepy, oh, yeah. Man. You're going to love my vulgar vocabulary. Bleep you. The Bucks beat the Bulls last night, 119 to 95. They lead that series three games to one. Nuggets over the Warriors. That avoids the sweep for Denver. Golden State still up 3-1 in the series. Miami Heat now hold the 3-1 series lead thanks to their 110-86 victory last night. And then the Pelicans knocked off the Suns, 118 to 103. That series is knotted up at two games apiece. Joel Embiid still going to play, even though he's got a torn ligament in his thumb. The MRI revealed that yesterday. Uh, it's going to need surgery, but he's going to play anyway. So. Got the uh, 76ers looking to wrap up their series against the Toronto Raptors tonight. They're up 3-1. We'll see how big of a role Embiid will play. And details emerged over the weekend about the whole Bill Murray situation over being mortal. We talked last week about how they've shut down production because of a complaint. It turned out to be inappropriate behavior from Bill Murray. And according to the reports, it's because he got a little handsy, Big J. Uh, They go out of their way to make sure they say nothing illegal happened. But apparently he was very hands-on with a particular woman on the set uh, that uh, that made other women uncomfortable. And the woman herself complained as well. Because apparently one of Bill's things is pulling on a woman's ponytail. Big J, what's up with that? That's, that's messed up. What's up, up. With that? 
Uh, don't know how many times he did it, but apparently it was enough to file a complaint, and he was apparently trying to be comedic, but I guess uh, getting your hair pulled can only be funny the first six or seven times it happens, and then it starts to be real annoying. Not sure why they shut things down. It probably because they're going to kick Bill Murray off this movie and they've got to figure out what they're going to do with it. Uh, but reminder to everybody out there. Hey, hey, keep your hands to yourself. All right. Yeah. I mean, it can't be that hard. Unwanted touching. Not cool. As I tell you all the time. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff coming up in a few minutes. We got your pop culture smackdown. <laughs> On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Yeah, and uh, up for grabs this morning, we have tickets to Dorothy. She's coming to town May 10th at the Dating Factory, uh, along with Joyous Wolf. going to be a hell of a show. You just need to beat Nick in Pop Culture Smackdown, and you'll get these tickets. You have fun at the show. 208-287-1003, the number that you need to call if you'd like to play this game. If you got what it takes to get some Pop Culture Smackdown questions right, we shall see to the phones we go. Hello, the X. Hello, how you guys doing? Good, man. What's your name? Michael. All right, Michael. You're up first. Good luck. In the movie Scarface, this actor wanted the world and everything in it. Al Pacino. Right. Go. Al Pacino's birthday today, so happy birthday to him. Uh, Nick, this Pacino movie is regarded as one of the greatest and most influential, influential films ever made. It was selected uh, for preservation in the U.S. National Film Registry of Library of Congress in 1990. That's all I got, huh? That's all you get, bro. Uh, That's a lot. Let's see. Um, is it? Influential movie put into the Library of Congress in 1990. Yeah, there's not a lot of uh, movies in that list. That's not true. There's a ton. But I'll say, uh, listen, I'm leaning towards Dog Day Afternoon, and so that's what I'm going to go with. Dog Day Afternoon. Ooh, no. Wrong. The Godfather. The God... See, I, that's the part of the right. problem. I don't consider The Godfather to be an Al Pacino movie. While he's in it, there's no doubt about it. Like, if you were, I would go a while before I got to, because he's just a supporting role. You know what I mean? That's, well, man, that's and so more I would my think, fault upon the question formation than anything. Uh, well, I don't know about that. I mean, you gave me the details. I just, uh, it would have been a while before I got to it. And plus, he's been in so many good movies, and it's hard to he's tell. probably got a few in there. I'm guessing I you're right. I tricked you, I guess. Uh, good job, Take my that. friend. Tickets to go check out Dorothy and Joyous Wolf coming your way. Hold Revenge! on one second. I will make sure you're all set and ready to go for that. And we will come back with some headlines. Those are happening next on the X-Rock. It's time for Headlines on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Headlines are as follows. Seems like a mistake. Time well spent and aim higher. Let's go with aim higher. Anyone who says dating is easy might have married their high school sweetheart, but a new poll of 2,000 adults reveals just how arduous today's dating scene can be. Six in ten people say that when it comes to potential new romantic interest, they're looking to, quote, date up, Big J, or uh, find someone better looking, better than they are, somebody that can improve their lifestyle, make them easy to meet new friends, take them on more vacations, etc. And with everybody setting the bar that high, it's making dating apparently very difficult. According to research, in fact, respondents say dating is harder today than it was just five years ago. Of course, a whole lot has changed since uh, 2017, Big J. Today, 54% of respondents primarily use dating apps or websites to meet new partners in comparison to 51% who still prefer meeting people while out of the house. 
A third of respondents have met a potential partner through family or friends as well as being set up. So there's that. There's still the traditional ways, but everybody apparently is going online, and we all want people better looking than we are. So uh, good luck, everybody. Apparently, we're all going to need it. Seems like a mistake or time well spent. Time well spent. A Pennsylvania man has a pretty nice title. He's one of only 11 people in the world to achieve a perfect score in the game Pac-Man. Jack Goldberg completed all 256 levels of the 1980 arcade game in 4 hours, 12 minutes, and racked up 3,333,360 points. That is the highest score possible in the game. He says his next goal is getting the highest score possible in Galaga, a feat that would take more than 16 consecutive hours to achieve. And he's got work to do because he's been spending, according to him, the last six years playing nothing but Pac-Man. So the Galaga con- uh, practice starts now. Uh, but, I, I mean, it's that's crazy to me. I mean, that that, that yeah. we're still doing this with 1980 video games is the part of the crazy part. But that, you know, somebody would put in that much time to get there. Especially when 11 people have already done it. I mean, it's like, I know it's an elite class, but good for you. How that translates into real-world skills, I'm not sure, but I bet you bottom dollar Jack Goldberg's doing just fine. Sounds like it. Wrap up with seems like a mistake, and the Easter Bunny is representing the prosecution in about 300 Polk County criminal cases in Iowa currently. At least that's what the court's online court system says. The official web-based uh, repository of court records indicates that the Des Moines Register put in about a whole bunch of people from per, per, apparently misdemeanor and drunk driving cases were being prosecuted by the Easter Santa Bunny. I don't know what that is, but it appears to be some sort of website glitch. The newspaper figured it out that the that was labeled the Easter Bunny was labeled as the prosecutor on about 480 different web-based cases currently. An official said the references to the Easter Bunny should not have been visible to the public. Why it was even in there in the first place, I really don't know. But it's interesting to me when these things go, like, viral like this. Like, that that's like their stopgap. Like, I'm sure they just didn't fill out all the information. But the fact that it defaults to Easter Santa Bunny is very strange to me. Especially with the timing of things. Because yeah. Easter wasn't too far away. So, they've got it figured out now. Uh, as of right now, if you jump on the Iowa web-based court system you're not going to find the easter bunny stuff they figured it out over the weekend but a biff to be sure morning after with nick and big j there's your headlines you're up to date on all the things you need to know (laughs) latest from ghost on the morning after with nick and big j we've talked a lot this morning about what people like tell me about what people hate big j yeah uh the the worst beer the beer that that americans hate the most according to beeradvocate.com so the site asks reviewers to score beers on a scale of one to five uh in 0.25 point increments on five rateable attributes appearance aroma taste mouthfeel <laughs> and overall impressions and it calculates the ratings by weighing attributes differently uh most important is taste so that accounted for 40 percent of this and so uh as you get this you're the 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 least favorite top five okay number five natural ice natty ice natty ice number four keystone light okay number three sharps that's non-alcoholic right yeah Yeah. i i think so number two is natural light okay so natty light number one budweiser select 55 i don't know what that is it's, uh, I is think that it's, like their low-carb kind of so, diet yeah, beer? Yeah. Okay. Uh, some other notable beers that ranked in the bottom 25 included Corona Light, Michelob Ultra, 
Bud Ice in Milwaukee's best light. So it appears that, uh, at least to the the visitors of this website, any light beer <clears throat> is not faring very well on this. And that's yeah. that's the biggest, maybe that's why they invented the light beer drops, to make your light beer taste more like beer. To me, I mean, like, I know you're not a beer fan, so you don't really drink a whole lot of beer. To me, a lot of the light beers out there taste kind of the same, which is to say sure, yeah. not, a, not, not a lot of distinction between the two. I don't feel like there's one that's like, you know, over the top crazy with flavor or anything like that. So I can understand why they're all near the bottom of the pack, but it is interesting to me that it's also fairly cheap beer as well, an affordable beer that goes down to the I got in big it. trouble one time because I, uh, I, without my wife knowing I switched, she's a Bud Light drinker, I switched her beer with Coors Light and she didn't notice. How? Wait, how? Uh, Don't you have bar. a can? Oh, at I the see. Bar, okay, okay. Right on the tap. And so, you know, for about a good evening out at the bar drinking, and then I was like, haha, see, you don't even know. I got in trouble. Oh, boy. <laughs> that was a fight, one of the rare fights we've had. And I, I, felt, I feel bad now at the stage. You state, deceived but, her. But, but there, the point is, I mean, some respects, you can't tell the difference. No, nah, no. Nah, I mean, it, it's all the same for the most part. I can tell that the, there's, there's, there's some diehards that drink that stuff every day that can probably identify it. And I understand understand that but yeah to me it all kind of tastes the same not and by the way none of it is bad like i've had some bad beers and beers that i don't like but uh i don't ever think i would ever say like you know i, I understand the beer flavored water side of things too and some certainly taste more watered down than others but whatever you drink hopefully you enjoy it i guess is the point and if you don't uh like it don't drink it big j it's really that easy it's yeah. like uh, changing the station if you don't like something. Whoa. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few minutes, your bad impressions. They're next on the X-Rocks. Three, the X. Bad impressions brought to you by the Idaho Center pre-owned superstore, Treasure Valley Subaru. And we have tickets to go see Dorothy, May 10th, The Knitting Factory with Joyce Wolf. We'll get you those. You just need to figure out bad impressions. 208-287-1003. That is our phone number if you'd like to play a little game called Bad Impressions. It works like this. Big J has prepared three clues about somebody pretty famous. Figure out who that famous person is in those three clues or less. And we will hook you up with these tickets because that's what friends do. Give each other cool things for being friends. Hello, the X. Hello. Morning, man. What's your name? Devin. All right, Devin. You're up first. Good luck. I'm the richest man in the world, and it shows. Next clue. I'm conquering space, the underground, and social media. Elon Musk. There you go. Boom. Good job. Hang on one second. We'll hook you up with those Dorothy and Joyous Wolf tickets. What was clue three for Giggles? Rick and Morty call me Elon Tusk. And why is Elon Musk in the news? Uh, listen, it, it was started out, I thought, maybe, and I think sort of Twitter as a joke, and they were, like, not taking it seriously. But today, they are taking it seriously and very well may close a deal today for Elon Tusk to buy <laughs> Elon Musk <laughs> to buy Twitter for $43 billion. It's a lot of money, man. No, it's chump change for Elon. I know, but it's still a lot of money for, I mean, what by all accounts is the third biggest social media network in the world, at least based on users. Uh, and so it is interesting that that's how much it's worth. Well, we'll see what ends up happening, uh, if anything, if it changes or if it doesn't change or whatever. Here's the thing, and here's the problem, too. Uh, when I'm no economic genius by any means, but whenever especially Elon would t you know, tweet something, it would affect stock markets. And just him wanting to buy Twitter, uh, Twitter stocks went up uh, an incredible amount the other day. So it's just crazy, and who knows what it's going to be like when he owns the damn thing. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, all, all it takes. But then again, you know, it, it, that's that's what happens is once something is changed, once it goes from a board to a single owner, how much, you know, shares get impacted, all that kind of stuff. Will it continue to be a public company? Who knows? You know, he can take that off the market as quickly as he wants to. So all sorts of things could go down. But yes, they're called influencers for a reason. Uh, things get influenced when they happen. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We wrap up the show here next on the X-Rocks. <laughs> Asking Alexandria, never going to learn here on the morning after with Nick and Big J wrapping things up. We celebrated Paul Shear. We celebrated Al Pacino. We gave away $100 today on the X-Rock Double Dare. More chances for that at 12.30 and 5.30 today. Plus, we also gave away some Dorothy and Joyous Wolf tickets. I would say a pretty eventful Monday. Big J, that leaves you with the floor, sir. Yeah, Nick, you, you brought this up because you saw it in the news. But uh, congratulations. Way overdue and ridiculous lengths that, uh, that had to be done to get James Hong a uh, star on Hollywood Walk of Fame. Uh, yeah, it's going to happen, what, next month, right? Yeah, and uh, he has he, over 500 credits to his name. Insane. I mean, you know him as David Lopan. Just so many great things. A great comedic actor, and, and it's this sort of thing that, and I don't mean to be, get political or, or anything, but the racism in Hollywood, especially when it comes to Asian uh, actors, is, is really ridiculous and painful to look at uh, as you look in the past, and the representation is so bad um, and well-deserved because uh, this guy was uh, the pinnacle of who, who knows what could have been had he gotten a fair shot at stuff yeah yeah he's so, I mean, listen he's fantastic yeah. anything he's in drama comedy i mean the dude can do it all yeah uh well it was it wayne's world one or two that he was it was wayne's world one right yeah tia Carrera's father in the movie fantastic fantastic fun uh great in comedy great in drama you're absolutely right and well well overdue i still don't understand how that star works like i'm not sure if there's a i know you have to pay for it whoever yeah. does it has to pay so for daniel it. day kim he uh, of course was a star at uh in uh, hawaii 50 uh-huh. uh he uh, put together a uh, like a gofundme campaign he had to raise fifty five thousand dollars that's how much that it is happen. for yeah us? crazy and he's behind the actual uh you know him actually getting a star yeah that's awesome great that's great good job but uh you're right it is sad that it has to come to this point where we have to you know go out of our way to make that happen because fifty-five thousand dollars is a lot of money for a piece of concrete but congratulations to james hong well overdue and certainly justified Morning After with Nick and Big J. Next set of X-Rock brought to you by Beacon Plumbing for tank and tankless water heaters, clogged drains, leaky faucets, toilets that won't flush. Stop freaking. Call Beacon. Beacon Plumbing, heating and mechanical, your trusted plumbing source. Online at beaconplumbing.com. That's it for us. We'll see you tomorrow. Jason Drew's up next. It's the X-Rocks. <laughs> The Morning After Podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.